I know you see somehow the, the world, world will change for me. Game for me and be so wonderful. wonderful. Good morning. Bow, Welcome. Bow, bow. <laughs> Welcome to the Anything Bowl where anything goes. My name is Miguel. Uh, I'm joined today by my best buddy in the whole wide world. It's Mateus. That is you. Fernandez. Matthew <laughs> Fernandez. How you doing today? Welcome to the Anything Bowl where anything goes. Um, how you doing? I'm good, dude. It's uh it's almost December, man. Yeah, I mean almost December. This month flew by. It did. I mean it mostly flew you by. It, it flew by for a couple of reasons. One mainly because I'm like you know, fighting an uphill battle of trying to get this uh vacation time to hurry up and, and make its way in here. And then partially it's just why does my microphone seem so quiet? I'm sure it's fine. Uh, don't raise it. <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. No, it's just the waveform seems so small. What are you recording? Like negative 12? Negative 4.3. Behind the scenes production. 18. There you go. That's why. Oh, no. Raise that up a little bit. Super low. And I don't know what's going on. Oh, that's too loud. That's too loud. That's too loud. Okay. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So, so post-production. Maybe it's the compressor I have on. Anyway. Yeah. So... <laughs> November flew by. Uh, it's been mostly like, you know, I try not to think about it all the time, just because you don't you don't want to like psych yourself out. But it it was just like I was rushing to get to Black Friday because it was like you know it's like my holiday for my department and it's a whole big stressor. And then Black Friday came and went, and Thanksgiving came and went, and like it was fine. I can't really complain. How are uh, how are you, man? I forgot. We, we haven't posted since the holiday. We took our break off and then extended a couple days unintentionally. I kind of forgot, too. Because, yeah. uh, you know. But uh, how was your holiday, dude? Issues. Nah, it's chilling. Uh, it was good. We um, we just basically posted up by ourselves, me and my pops and my grandma. Sure. Because, you know, my, my mama went up back up to New Jersey, helping with uh, Big Jenny Sis with some stuff. So, uh, you know, we just got the turkey breast from... Uh, from the from our Lord and Savior, smoke that up for four hours. Yes, sir. Uh, mashed potatoes, greens, beans, tomatoes, tomatoes, and um, we really didn't we really didn't do much. I literally just cooked with my dad and then watched The Sopranos, Xbox, maybe yeah, some man, pool I, time, I and that was the it. Thanksgiving Xbox time, man. I'm Wasn't so my sorry. BoJack Horseman? <laughs> the what? I missed out on the uh, homie Thanksgiving Xbox time. I was too busy. Eating beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes. I know you were just sitting on a couch with family members you don't like. Yeah, no, well, no, it's uh, no, no. It was fun. It was fun. It was fine. It was, you know, mostly drama free. Well, that's good. Uh, I also to have start. to say, uh, I told you this before we started start. recording, but uh, to our, our visual listeners, the sock pop filter is back. The greatest thing from the beginning of the podcast way back when. Uh, I got my nice. I, ref- I, re- I refuse to bring that shit back. No, I love it. That's probably why I'm so quiet. Because I'm, you're not as poppy today. Maybe that's a good thing. I think so too. I think it's a fantastic thing. I think it's fantastic. Being a fantastic. You know what else thing. is fantastic thing is Florida man. <laughs> hey, let's go, baby. All right, tell me about it. Florida man story of the day. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. Here's how this shit goes. Every time we start an episode. Florida man story of the day has to be mentioned. Right. Because the joke is, I live in Florida. Do I like Florida? Eh, it's not bad, you know. But of course they exist. <laughs> there, uh, there's, there's reasons why one would not, might want to get out of here, right? Hint, hint. So, Florida <laughs> man story of the day. And here's one of those Florida reasons. man 
drunk and naked, allegedly set house on fire and failed cookie baking attempt. That sounds like typical, me. typical Thanksgiving activities. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently, a confused gentleman making baked cookies on a George Foreman grill. Oh no! Set his fucking house on fire, Delicious. according to the Miami Herald, reported by the police. At the time, there was a lot of fire. There's a lot of smoke. The whole shebang. And then all this dude had to say was, I'm sorry. Now, mind you, he had marijuana and two liters of vodka. That's all. For, 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 for non-alcoholic Is that speak. what he was cooking with? He was trying to make cookies I mean, out of marijuana and a handle? And, and, and vodka? <laughs> Maybe. I mean, vodka's a good starch, you know? I'm you never know. Probably not going to get a really good cookie out of that. This man literally went like full Big Lebowski and said, fuck all that shit. I said, I want to go the full nine. And just made the, like, the worst brownies. How bad were they? They burned his fucking neighbor's house down. Not even his house, um, his neighbor's house? Or both? Nah, I'm just joking. It was just his house. <laughs> but I'm just like, man, was like, I'm sorry. I can't help it. He has a buck. I can't help it. <laughs> um, he had some burns on his hands, but otherwise he was okay. But the moral of the story is... Bake responsibly. Bake when you're bake. not baked. And bake when you're not naked. Because then that's a toasted Italian sausage just waiting to happen. Jesus. So Speaking of someone getting toasted this week, uh, former Disney CEO Bob Shepik is... Um, thrown out uh, dude actually, i was listening to a, a podcast yeah, about this out. a couple uh like when i was at the gym and so basically this the the article that we have here is just comic book cast i don't think he really goes into detail about it but he a lot of the uh a lot of the reasoning that's come out specifically is just uh they claim underperformance since he took leadership and it really comes from apparently his goal it's his fault apparently that disney plus has made this huge push and it's been taking money from the parks, you know, instead of like a, usually what the parks will do is they'll take the the money that they make and they'll funnel it back into the parks to try and up the experience or whatever to gauge more people to come in and then you make more money and blah, blah, blah. You know, it's a cycle. Apparently what he was doing was convincing people and convincing parts of the branches to bring the money in from the parks and from the movies and funnel it into Disney Plus. And that's why Disney Plus is done nothing but like... You know, too much Marvel this, too much Star Wars that, too much animation this, because he's trying to specifically push it in one direction. And, and apparently like, he also not... like completely lied on an earnings call. He was like, yeah, you know, we've made unprecedented $28 billion of blah, blah, blah. And then when the actual earnings had come out, I think like a couple weeks later, the stock plummeted because he was, comple- he was lying completely. And they had lost, I think, a couple billion or whatever. Wow. Homie, I mean, homie apparently assigned like a, an NDA and has been kicked out. Bob Iger has been brought back in. He's responsible for a Disney like a lot of buying the Star Disney Wars. Renaissance, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Disney coming back from not like the brink of collapse, but he really. I mean, well, in the eighties, they were really going down to shitter. Yeah, and then eventually, between the new funding into the animation studios, exactly. he, I think buying he was Pixar. one of the key reasons. Yeah, that was a key acquisition. I mean, Marvel Studios, think, Star Wars, uh, uh, just all that. Twentieth Century yeah. Fox, a, lo- a bunch all of useful studios. Yeah, nah. So, I'm I'm glad that he's back because it seems like hopefully, I mean, again, you really. Lo- I mean, I agree though because if you look at the way that they've been running everything, 
a lot of times it's been more content driven than more than ever, and that's yeah, it's, cool it's and more all. Quantity over quality. I think it's because they wrote a high off of the Marvel um, universe and especially Star Wars too. That yeah. I mean, it, it seemed it worked at a time, but I think um, it's not at a certain point. You got to really focus on all your assets. Not yeah, just it's it's one, like one and one formula like, and one use case is not the ideal situation that'll work for everything. I remember something. Bob Iger was really closely associated with the parks being built as well. Yeah, so, exactly. Um, he has a good understanding of well, not just the parks, but just you know between that. I mean, he's seen the movies throughout the years and how they've been developed. So. Exactly. He's not like a one lane person. He was looking at everything not, simultaneously. Exactly. So I think I think he'll be a good fit for the position. Yeah. I mean, as he always has. I mean, been, you so. and I speaking from having no experience in what it's like to run a multi billion dollar company. Let a, yeah, let, let a, yeah, no. Apparently, though, apparently, <laughs> uh, there's some rumors going around as to the reasoning of bringing Bob Iger back specifically and why he signed on to come back is that Disney, there was, there was a rumor floating around a couple months ago, I think from, may have been like the Hollywood Reporter or something, that Apple's looking to buy Disney and all of their assets. So apparently Disney insiders are like, Bob, you should come back to be the final CEO of Disney so we can make everything look good and then sell everything to Apple. <laughs> I mean that's possible. Yeah, well, you I mean, know, one company to own literally everything. Yeah, I don't think I don't think anybody would let that happen. No, the government would step in. They would they would start literally classifying that under a fucking RICO charge. That's how fucking a bad monopoly. that shit would get. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're not not even just monopoly. They'd be like, this is organized crime shit. What the fuck is going? on? What are you guys on? trying to hide? But under these billions <laughs> and trillions of dollars here. Yeah, what about that escrow in Ireland? We know. It's like what? <laughs> what we know. So we'll see. I mean, again, we don't have any experience from running a company or, or anything like that, but not in the slightest. But I mean, I think just I mean, you just got to look at the track record. It's very simple to see. Yeah. He's just always had an understanding of the brand, and that's the key thing for a CEO. I mean, it sounds so it sounds like duh, like yeah, but it's like no, like for real. Like they're, they're, you got to realize like a CEO is just someone that's brought on and just hopefully has the expertise for the position. Yeah. Like, Iger was built for Disney, bro. He was. So, he was. And he, sure, he's done sure a lot for them. Fine. So hopefully, uh, you know, the only way that yeah, we can really judge is from a, from an outside perspective <clears throat> in terms of content coming in, coming out. So hopefully, you know. And it was also, apparently, some, some of the more insider things is, is this guy Bob Chapek, or however you pronounce his last name, he was very hands-on, you know, like I said, trying to force the streaming versus Bob Iger, who, you know, Marvel was able to flourish because he was like, I'm not going to tell you what to do. Like, Kevin, go go just, do your job and do what you want to do. And apparently versus this guy, it's not like a 180, but it's close to it. And that's why there's 20 fucking MCU shows that come out a year. I'm like, you can't just milk the cow and hope the milk is still good. No, no, no. <laughs> Eventually the cow's going to die. Yeah. It's just a matter of how much milk uh, yeah. can you get out before then. That, that, that cow is on its deathbed. Yeah, a little bit. That shit's about to be put down. A little bit. Um, right. People want to put down Elon Musk for this shit. Oh, jeez. Uh, and Twitter news this week because we're on a weekly Elon Musk shitting. I'm so uh, tired train. of talking Twitter. Elon, Twitter, and Kanye West, man. It's been nothing but the three of those subjects all year. So let's start with the first one. Elon Musk says Twitter will begin manually authenticating blue, gray, and gold accounts as soon as next week via The Verge. So, um, I saw if you've been following this. the. Yeah, if you've been following the past couple weeks, you've obviously been knowing that uh, we talked about the Twitter blue. Um, system subscription plan for twitter where you pay eight bucks a month and you get a blue verification for your account um yeah. as of recent um weeks as most people could see 
there was a lot of issues. And it was of hilarious. Impersonating the world down. major companies. Amazing. You had Bob, you literally had Bob Evans, uh, like a, the diner company, like the diner chain, whatever, saying yes, we have come in on mashed potatoes. <laughs> so, oh, we talked about like, this in the last episode. They're adding sex to Roblox. Yeah, dude, yeah. I mean, who doesn't know that these days? It's so exciting. <laughs> anyway, so I guess I'm not really sure. I wasn't familiar with the, um, the difference between the blue and the gold. but So apparently guess, oh, it's going to be like okay, a, Gray is for governments. Exactly. Gold is for companies. And, and blue, blue is for, for anybody. But apparently they're going to go from, I mean, you'll, I imagine you'll still have your monthly subscription kind of thing to bring uh, income into Twitter. But it's going to be like on a, a person-to-person basis with a like genuine research done verifications it's not just you pay and you get the check it's verified by a person rather than a formula yeah no no algorithm shit none of that stuff People i mean can't just impersonate and do whatever even though again that was the funniest couple of days i've seen oh dude it was amazing fucking stank stanking yeah stanking stock prices that's that's a new term. stanking stanking stock prices for big companies is the funniest shit power uh... to the people um but yeah, he said it's gonna be. It's like what you said. It's gonna be a manual authentication process. It's annoying, but necessary, obviously. Yeah. Well, Elon, it doesn't really help when you fired like half of your staff. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that's again. This has got to be his whole goal. His whole goal has to be thin the herd, up the genuine profit, well, and then sell off to someone bigger. I think because if you look at his business structure, he's very reliant upon efficiency. Like he's yeah. he's, he's like one of the few oligarchs that really well. I mean, most of them understand that, but the the true people that I feel like that understand that sort of idea is him and probably Bezos. I'm sure, obviously, Apple as well. But Mr. Timmy Cook. But you really look at all of them like that's like a big thing because at the end of the day, you want to do as much as possible with little as possible with people that give a shit the most. He actually had um, a tweet. Um, this morning or yesterday, I believe, and it was talking about the six principles of. Oh God, I gotta look it up. Hold on. But it was oh this. It was the six principles of like Tesla Motors, basically. And basically, what it talked about was how, like, you know, meetings are like kind of bullshit. Like, why do you need to go to meetings if it's an issue you could solve yourself? Exactly. Why are you gonna distract people from uh, your own work? Then you're wasting time. Time is money. Oh, let me let me read them. Hold on. Uh, oh, they're right here, actually. Oh, how funny. <laughs> no, actually, wait. It was on Twitter. But, yeah, it was, it was really interesting, though, because I think it's here, yeah? I think it's here. Let's see. Yep. His six R, avoid large meetings. Leave a meeting if you're not contributing. Forget your chain of command. Be clever, not clever. Ditch frequent meetings and use common sense. See, that's like type of shit that people want to hear, though. Exactly. You know what I mean? Which could so, mean, is he just saying the things that people want to hear for the sake of... So think about it. Those, like, hundreds... I'm not saying, like, those hundreds of people were useless. Like, I mean, I saw one guy in TikTok where he was... And I, I believe it, and he shows proof. Like, he was one of the key founding software engineers with Jack Dorsey. Yeah. Like, 10 years ago. Fucking laid off. No fucking reason. So, um, back to this. I mean... If he's really thinking about manually doing all this shit, he's going to have to really <laughs> consider um, some extra help. But we'll see. I'm sure. I'm sure it, it's still thin the herd kind of thing. And then he's going to bring 
more people on later. It's just right now he's laying the groundwork for whatever he... What is he calling it internally? Twitter 2.0? Yeah, 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 basically. He's just laying the groundwork. Yeah. So, um, additionally, uh, for laying the groundwork, he let the ground burn. Yes, he did. <laughs> he let a... He brought... Elon Musk also decides to bring the worst people on t- the internet back to Twitter, also via The Verge. Um, yeah, so... Another key thing about Twitter's platform, which I agree with, some people don't, but this is, you know. Free speech. Free speech. You got to allow all ideas to have free speech. You just can't be a fucking ninny and say, oh, everything's happy and one idea only type shit. Even if it hurts to hear that other side. You you have to have the ability to, to say it. Because the other thing is too, right? It's, it's, I always say it's like when a dog shits on the carpet. Perfect example. (laughs) like if a dog shits on the carpet you just don't like you don't you don't you don't throw the dog out you don't take the dog in the back and shoot in the back of the head no 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 too far right you discipline the dog say no that's wrong because that's shit that's actual shit on my carpet you know and you make it sniff it so it knows but that's the type of shit that you have to put on twitter you know you can't just have it always one and people the only reason i feel like people kept getting offended by that sort of shit again i mean it could be bias leadership this and that blah 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 whatever the case may be i'm sure it was you know but and before anybody says it, no i'm not trying to be some fucking right wing free speech libtard or whatever <laughs> the fuck you guys want to call oh god them. it's more so just like but that's just common sense i love you know? when the anything bull gets political hey listen i think it's yeah, funny Listen, all this shit is. It is. That's, that's <laughs> the whole. That's all. That. Yeah. I don't know. Like, how do you see this? I mean, I don't. I, what's your view? I on think it? you know. Again, this is from the the point of view of someone who doesn't care or use Twitter. I just think it's funny to watch wow. something burn down from the outside. Way to throw the rock and hide your hand, Damn guy. Damn right. Uh, I think it's it's regardless. <laughs> it's a good idea. It's yeah. It's it's free speech. You know, you you can't just create a platform like this. And have the reach that it does, and then over time limit different aspects just because the owners or the people that run it don't like a certain point of view, because that defeats the entire purpose. Even if Not you don't true. like it, you gotta you gotta let people say what they're gonna say, within reason, you know. Cause I am whatever you see, I am. And of course, in, in the art of free speech, uh, who was it? Kanye, Trump, and Andrew Tate are all back on Twitter. So happy. Yeah, let's uh, nah, let the weekly I'm, Kanye I, bullshit hour begin. Nah, I mean, TBH, my honest opinions of each are vastly different, but they're also within the same camp. Ironically, I think Tate is probably the least worst out of all of them. Agreed. And I don't, because again, like, I just look at Tate as like, he's guy from a more traditionalist background that just has his views. Mm. And that's fine. I also do think that he says some pretty valid things about masculinity these days. But certain things. Certain things. Like more, mostly the motivational shit. Leave it, no, leave it open. Post- let people assume things about you. Let them assume horrible yeah. things about you. So, sorry, right. Yeah, <laughs> let me just do that, right? Yeah, anyway. Kanye. I don't know it's Kanye, dude. That. I can't... I. I can't take him seriously no more. Dun, dun. I love, I love, dun, dun. I love you. Dun dun. dun 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 dun. Again. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking twelve times. Forty no. minutes. Was it? Forty minutes. Forty 12 minutes times of just one song. Awesome. Of that man. song. God man. And then Trump. Hey, listen. I'm. I'm gonna keep it a buck. Trump's pretty funny. Yes. If you're he looking for something funny. hilarious, you just 
Yeah. Because it's almost like he was a reality that, TV show star. Oh, dude, I know. It's on. It's like he knows how to work a crowd. <laughs> oh, dude. I'm sorry, but we got to talk elections at some point. We will. That's going to be funny. When, when it shit. gets to a. But then we got to do that, though. We just got to be, but, hey, we're just two kids who we don't know politics. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Isn't that, that's not until 2024? Or is the election start next year? Well, the, can't, the, the actual campaign, campaign starts running starts like next year. Yeah. So, and then know, the election itself isn't then. until the like, end of next year. They're probably going to start like next summer. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. Anyway, uh, that's, that's, that is the weekly burn of Twitter this week. Yeah, I love yeah, Twitter. Twitter. I don't care. Twitter. I'll die in that forest fire. Fuck everybody. Uh, tell me about the music. What have you been listening to this week? All right. Well, as for anybody who's new here, music reviews weekly. We always like to get that in here. Um. It's just some new stuff that I've been listening to. Bryson Tiller, um, A Different Christmas. Uh, whoever's into R&B, being sad, but also... Working on a lot like of R&B music. smooth tunes. Who, me? Yeah. It's been a big influence for sure. Um, yeah, A Different Christmas. Um, I gotta say, it's, it's basically that. It's Christmas songs, but R&B, but in the style of Bryson Tiller. If you know Bryson Tiller's sound, it's just R&B trap. Well, it's not, it's not just R&B trap, but... Like, I'd say that Bryson Tiller is kind of a Bryson Tiller, and this may be a big exaggeration, is the same example as maybe like a Travis Scott popularizing trap and hip hop. Whereas he did it in like a lot of R and B. So okay. next to next to Drake, obviously. I think Drake's obviously the bigger influence in that for sure. Yeah. But still. Um But it's good. I mean there's a couple of good tracks off of there. I mean, you got let me pull it up here. You got I mean, be mine this Christmas is fire. Presence with Kiana Lede is fucking fire. I jammed that shit away to work. And then, you know, you have, like, some, like, poppy stuff, too. Like, A Lonely Christmas with Justin Bieber. And po- I feel like you'd like that song a lot. Lonely Christmas with Justin Bieber and Pooh Bear. Let me add this to my library. I think my, my yeah, Christmas a, playlist that, that, needs some more variety. It's good. I, I think it's pretty good. And then, obviously, you have a, some classics. Winter Wonderland. Um, what else? I mean, Ain't a Lonely Christmas Song. Actually, that, that was, like, probably my least favorite. That was actually probably the only song I didn't really like, but the rest of them are pretty heat. Pretty heat. Uh, what's your one to ten, though? Uh, probably like an eight. I, I like Bryson's music a lot. All right, and all right. I'm, for a Christmas album, it's pretty good. Like seven, eight out of ten. Yeah. Certain Christmas music is hard to come by, you know, because everybody puts out whatever every year or every couple of years. You'd be like, you know, I know that you're a pop star. Like Kelly Clarkson, I think, put out something, or Gwen Stefani a couple of years ago. And you're like, mm. you're a pop star, and I get it. And there's a couple of your songs I like. But just because you want to record Christmas music doesn't mean I, I want to listen to it. Exactly. Just because you do it doesn't mean it's meant for exactly. you. Exactly. Just because you can doesn't um, mean you should. Precisely. All right, what's your number think, two? Yeah. Now, nah, and the other one's Arizona Baby by my boy, Kevin Abstract. It's uh, quite the cover. Kevin, Kevin yeah. <laughs> Kevin is actually, ironically, on the tail of last week's review for me from brock hampton he i mean he's generally viewed as the leader of it basically like more creative director type shit you know um but this is actually a solo album he had out maybe like about like uh two three years ago and it's i didn't really expect much to be honest because i think kevin provides a bit more of the indie alternative hip-hop vibes to the group versus the other guys they like the hard southern stuff and all that all that jazz but it's pretty good i think Ironically, something to mention is The Family was the last Brockhampton album. And a lot of people felt like that there was a lot of unanswered questions. But 
if you kind of listen to Arizona Baby and like some other songs he has, he kind of does talk about a lot of, it, it fills a lot of the gaps, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, I mean, obviously, I think my favorite song on here is Peach. I think that's a pretty sweet song. It's a nice little acoustic. It's a, it's a nice little acoustic, like, like chill, like, imagine Bruno Mars, but like alternative hip hop and sad type shit. It's pretty good. <laughs> that's what I like to compare it to. Okay. But then obviously you have Bareface, who's like the best singer in the group as well. Um, what else? Corpus Christi. It's a very sad rap track about him growing up in high school and being bullied and shit. Mm. But you kind of like get perspective on him, you know? Because I feel like obviously when you have six guys in a group, pause. You have to you do don't. something to stand out. <laughs> yeah, you have to. Well, number one for sure. But if I really do something to stand out about members in a group. <laughs> Are you done? The other thing is too, it doesn't allow. I mean. There's only so much you can get out in a verse of your own, and yeah. you do learn about a lot of the guys, especially in the Saturation trilogy, which is their more po- their most popular. Um, yeah. Or, I would say it's their more fan. Their, it's their more fan respected. Their most mainstream is Ginger and like Sugar and stuff like that. But um, <clears throat> overall, again, I mean I'm biased because because these are your guys. This is your this is your group my guy. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, but I didn't know he had a solo record. And I I probably give it the same like eight or. Probably close to a 9 and a 10. Look Pretty at you. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I picked good music this week. No, I picked bad music this week. So, <laughs> yeah, my number did. one, right? So, <laughs> yeah. I, I, we, we just spoke about this, I think, right before we started recording. Uh, I was under the impression that the goal for these music reviews was just to listen to new music as it comes out. But I like your perspective a lot more, where you're like, no, this is just music that, like, we're listening to for the first time, or, or maybe not for the first time, but like a retrospective or whatever. Week after week, yeah, so it doesn't have to come out this week. But my dumbass was like, oh, yeah, nothing came out this week. I got to pick something. So I picked fucking Rod Wave. What's the matter to me? The, this is the shittiest fucking album cover. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. I, uh, it's very generic. I, I ain't going to lie to you. Dude, it's generic and everything about the melody. Like, everything look sonically his, in this his is bio too. He said he'd be gone till November. And he returned on time. Shut up. <laughs> Like, dude, like that shit's like so cinematic. So, but, Jupiter's Diary, yeah. Seven Day Theory. Uh, not a single one of these songs stick out to me. And I don't know, again, if this is a situation <laughs> where not my type of music. Broadway, I listened to, uh, I couldn't even tell you the name, but I listened to one of his last albums. Maybe it was Soulfly or Pray for Love or something a couple years ago. And that's the only reason. Was it the one where he's like in front of the crowd? I don't remember, dude. Okay. I just, well, anyway. I just mean like I didn't listen to it like heavily. It was more like I listened to the album for my own sake of just like trying to diversify, and then yeah. nothing stuck too much. But I could still be like, oh no, this was pretty good. So mm-hmm. this album, it ju- it definitely just feels like. First of all, it's weird. The first song samples a Sam Smith song that came out like six months ago, so that that on its own was a little strange for me, and then. It feels like like the beats are great and the production is great, but it feels like Homie didn't sit there and like sit with a producer and make these beats and then write songs based on the beat or write music that's connected to it. It just feels like somebody was like, oh, here's this, and he's singing to it. And it's like, stylistically, everything sounds the same. There is no variation. Yeah. It's the same flow in every song. It's the same vibe. And it always feels so jaunty and disconnected from, like, like lyrical versus melodic or, or uh, musically. 
it just sounds mm-hmm. like there's no connection there and it ruins the experience entirely. So oh, for sure. I listened to this one time through. Usually I'll give it a couple listens. Uh, I hated it on the first listen. Didn't want to give it a second chance. I'm giving this like a 2 out of 10. And the only reason you get a 2 is because the Sam Smith feature or a uh, sample in the beginning is a good song. Wow. That is the only reason. Damn. Hated it. Uh, my, my, man, my man body slammed this yeah, shit. Yeah, no, I'm just... just uh, I, and you know what? I'm going to leave it up to the fact that it's still like not my type of music. So that's why I can't sit there and appreciate every little bit of it. Him as a singer, he's great. He's super talented. But from the writing to every other bit of this album, I could not stand yeah. Uh, speaking I mean, of uh, music, I can't stand. Uh, yeah. Pentatonix put out, I think, their sixth Christmas album. And mind you, right? I'm the type of person I will defend them always because I've been listening to them. Like, like I don't know if you've seen their pattern, right? But for a while, it was this. This had to be like 2016, 2017. They put out like their first Christmas album. It was 2012, and then 2014 they put out their second one. Then 2015 you had the deluxe. 2016 you had a Christmas album. 2017, you had the deluxe. 2018, they put out another one. Then 2020, they put out another one. Then 2021, you put out another one. After, by the time we got to 2021, I was like, how, how is there still Christmas music for you to sing? You know, I get it. But how, what are you still pulling from? And then we get to this year. And this year, it's, it's, I get that there's... I get that they want to diversify, right? The, the name of the album is Holidays Around the World. And the whole point is to take like holiday music but go international instead of just like mainly based in Western culture. And I get it. And of course that means off the bat, it's not going to be my type of thing, but regardless, it's like, it, it just feels like too much from the, from the start of it. It feels like they're running out of, out of whatever, or they're running out of options in terms of Christmas music to sing. And it's, I understand this is one of your biggest sh- like sticks. And it's, it's, I'm sure it's where they make most of their money every year, just like fucking Mariah Carey. But at a, at a certain point, just stop putting out new stuff. Because it doesn't make you look good. It just makes it look like it's a constant cash grab. Well, remember, it's never always their decision. Yeah, that, that's it's also true. It's label's decision. But I feel like it's got to be their decision. <laughs> and I'll, and I'll, uh, well, just because it's, I mean, it's yeah. they've always been the type of people to constantly put out content. And I get it. You know, when they first started on YouTube, that's what you had to do. But now it's. But you got to realize that the label has a lot more influence, especially on those guys than others. You, you know, it's like what we were talking about with the Disney shit. There's certain leadership behind those projects that allow some people to flourish and other people to not, and get choked down. And yeah. I think if you really want to make a broad stroke statement about, um, you know, Sony's and. All, all of their uh, and whoever the, the conglomerates case, R- of RCS, the world, the conglom- like it, their goal isn't to make art. Their goal is to put music in places where people will sing it and show up to the show, yeah. maybe once or twice or a couple put of money times, in the pocket. and then they find it, and you find the next person. You know, it's the exactly. same thing with me as a. I'll even say my business model as a producer is the same way, where it's like I'm not saying like I want to throw artists out the window. That's not what I mean. It's more so just like we're always on to the next thing, and if you're not keeping up with that or if you're not providing at a quality that maybe we'd expect then yeah it's going to be pretty limited yeah um, which, is, which i get so, so i think so uh, in, in in that case with both of these it seems definitely like you know industry conglomerate like hey too many hands on the on on that and that's yeah that's why i hate pop. i mean 
I, there's good pop musicians and there's good pop music and there's people who have their well stay here, but mm. there's some people, man, I'm like, fuck, bro. Like, did you even think about, did you even have one original thought? Like, <laughs> like when I say original thought, I mean like. How much of this is actually like, you? Exactly. Like how much of you, your authentic yeah. self is in this shit. So, I mean, from judging from what I'm hearing about both of these, that's what it kind of sounds like. Yeah. You know? I think on the Because even like what you said, like they, ne- they never do that sort of stuff, you know? No. So. And who is to say that creatively they 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 didn't want to do that? I'm sure maybe they I, listen. They they wanted to do it because they recorded it, you know. Yeah. It's more so a matter of who wanted the recording at the end of the day, and I think that's where it kind of stands. A lot of lot of lot of labels trying to push for international market these days. So I could, yeah. I could see that more more people, know. more ears, more money. But I think just yeah, like on the whole, it's I give the album. I mean, you know me. I, I, of course, in my head, I want to rank it amongst their, all the rest of them. It's not at the bottom, but it's pretty close compared to their other six Christmas albums. Uh, I give it a solid four only because there's a, an original Christmas song on there. The first one with Megan Trainer. It's a kid on Christmas. I think it's original. I have no idea. If it is, whatever. If it's not, whatever. Uh, it's actually a lot of fun, and it's really cute, and I'm fine with it. Target commercial music. Love to hear it. It's just, it's just a good song. <laughs> well, this is this is what I was saying the other day. They uh, this this is also one of the things I love to see when artists collaborate and they're like, oh yeah, I'll give you a feature. You give me a feature. You know, Scott was technically on Megan's album, even though it was a harmony and it shouldn't have counted. So now she's on their album. You know, the whole one for one. And I mean, at least in this side, it worked out. I think it's a pretty pretty good damn song, which is ironic because now this leads us into technically the main topic of the day, and that's a uh, Christmas music and culture, my guy. We're past Thanksgiving. There's no excuses anymore. I don't need to make an excuse to listen to my Christmas music playlist. I can just do whatever I want now. I don't have to find the hiding spot like you. That's right. Um, yeah, I mean, this whole... I mean, we kind of talked about Thanksgiving a little bit. I mean, yeah. you know, it's Black Friday. and uh, Black Friday, at least for me, wasn't too crazy. I don't know. I, I mean, you were working I mean, later that day, right? I was working later, but I mean, even if, if we're just talking about like what we got, let's just say, I... Oh, what you... Oh. Yeah, well, I mean, like for me, I mean, I ain't gonna lie, I got a lot of stuff for me. Also, I'm also getting stuff for the homies too. So, you know. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, right. You were texting me about the plugins and shit, right? Yeah, so I mostly stuck to the cyber shit, because um, I think um, Black Friday is like the initial beginning of like, what the fuck is this shit? Yeah, it's the holidays now. This is crazy. Oh yeah, now everything steamrolls. Yeah, it's like a it's and now it's just an avalanche to the end of the year, and then you get to January, you're like, fuck. It's like I can't over. believe we got to do this again, man. <laughs> Another fucking rotation uh, around the sun. No, I didn't. But know. um, oh, you go. I'm sorry. No, no, Timmy's, Timmy's showing me she bought some rice cakes and they look oh, delicious. Okay. I'm okay. I'm got you, got you. But thank you. Uh, no, for Black um, Friday, dude, I mean, I didn't buy anything. So it, it was like, I've, I think I said this back in like October. I want to get all my Christmas shopping done right before December started because then that gives me two paychecks to save as much as I can for Disney. And so 99% of my Christmas shopping's done. I We have to find something to, for uh, Timmy's grandmother and then like her sister. But I mean, like I finished your shopping. Your, your last gift just got to my house the other day. Uh, for most of my friends, all that's been done for a couple weeks because, you know, I went super small for everybody except, like, you and Timory. And then... Oh, God damn. Well, no, the only Let's people go. I'll splurge on is, like, you, Timory, and my dad. You know, like, they for my dad, I got him, like... Because he's never going to listen to this. I got him, like, an Xbox and, like, a sound bar. 
Yeah, I remember you told me homie, that shit's like bomb. Like, like my, my mindset towards my dad is my dad has always gone super hardcore for us for Christmas, even if it was like, there was one year, a couple years ago, he was unemployed or he was working two jobs. He had to figure out something. <clears throat> He'd always go far too hard on Christmas for us, which, you know, I appreciate, but I still think was a horrible idea. So now I figure my mindset towards it is to like get him the things that he will never get himself or he'll keep talking about, but will never do. It's like homie's been complaining about a sound bar for probably like a year and a half because he's got a, a Samsung like a six series from a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. So I got him one of those tiny little bows. And then, uh, you know, homie always complains about having nothing to do on his days off or he'll just kind of sit and watch TV. I figure like, you know, Xbox, Game Pass, I can put my account on his to do the game sharing, whatever. So he's never going to play like Call of Duty or Assassin's Creed. But if I just, you put the Xbox in front of him, I'm sure at some point he'll play. Imagine he plays Candy Crush on Xbox with a soundbar. I wouldn't be totally surprised. I don't think my dad's the type to play Candy Crush. He definitely plays like word games. But I wouldn't doubt that he's the he type got, of person. You got Uno on the Xbox. You have Uno. That's one of the greatest videos, dude. I, I didn't get it. But, <laughs> I didn't get it on the Xbox. But that's a so you, you fucking idiot. It's on your fucking Xbox. I have it on my fucking Xbox great. when I first got it. Top top tier video. That was a KYR Speedy and his group. I remember I used to watch Cla- them. Classic. Uh, um, nah, dude. You know, my, classic my Christmas, Christmas music. Done. Oh shit! I, I busted too early. Pause. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. Christmas music. So like every year, what I do is I, I don't keep my. Uh, I don't keep my Christmas music year round. I like delete the playlist and re-download the playlist purely because, uh, you know, I'm the type that downloads my music, and if I have the Christmas music there permanently, it's a, uh, it's always going to it. Like if I go through shuffle, it's always going to be there. <clears throat> so every year I'll delete all of my Christmas music and delete it from my library, and then every year I'll make a new playlist and download whatever. And maybe there's a couple new ones that fit in. Yeah. So just like. Tell me, like, hypothetically, if you're the type that makes a playlist, what's on your playlist every year? Like, what are some of the constants, and then what's the newcomer? I actually have a Christmas playlist. Oh yeah. What's on it? Let's see. I ain't gonna lie. It's a mix of modern stuff, older stuff, just everything, dude. Um, mostly, I gotta have some of the classics, but some of the newer stuff hits too. Yeah. And obviously, you have to have the '80s classics, which is like one or two, three songs. Um, you know, I mean, you have the Mariah, you have Last Christmas, you have mm-hmm. All I Want for Christmas is You. Hello. Actually, the Ariana Grande Christmas and Chill tape's pretty nice, especially if you're a, you know, you get Marvin Gaye and shit like that. Yeah. Um, it's good. I I think um, the the only thing is I don't particularly like newer christmas music i find it kind of redundant because it's a lot of the same shit over yeah, and over it's the again same thing and over and over like, again and they think that they can reinvent I, it but they really can it still sounds the same and i think at this point in time i think nostalgia is very powerful i think this time of year you want to be looking back on things so why would you listen to new music that doesn't make you think about those times like you obviously weren't alive in 1940 whatever right when those songs were actually recorded like bing crosby and flats domino and all of them but it's like, at the same time, that's kind of what the whole point of that music is. Yeah. It's supposed to be relaxing. It's supposed to be chill. So, but it also feels warm, you know. I mean, I could be a production nerd and just say like the fact that it's vinyl and it's warm means it's it's like it's holiday time itself. Yeah, you know. So it, it just encompasses from- a lot of. Yeah, like from like your again for I mean no shade to Pentatonix or Ariana or anything like that, but it's just like you look at that sort of stuff and you're like, you know, that's. To me, that's just Christmas music, and to me, that's what inspires a lot of that shit. Yeah. 
Because at the end of the fair. day, you think about it, th- those songs are always redone over, over, over. And when people yeah. try to do new songs, it just doesn't work. They ne- they didn't have the staying power, you know. So, how about you? Uh, I mean, so for me, it's it's there's a handful of songs specifically that will always kind of be on there. Like they're my first go tos because you know some of them are are bootlegged from like four or five years ago. So my uh, my Christmas playlist is always going to be. I, I got no shame in it. It's the first every Pentatonix Christmas album up until the new one, Jesus just because I. And you know what? Truthfully, it, it's not because I love every single song on every single one of these albums, but it's more like it's just easier to hit add album to playlist and then go through it later to delete whatever rather than go like song by song. Because there's a lot of stuff I love in here, but there's a lot of stuff I really hate. So, you know, for our visual people on, on YouTube, they're going to see my playlist is nothing but pentatonics crap. Uh, I still need to go through it because just because they're all there, even though I'll, I'll like listen to it at work or something and I'm still skipping around because... I gotta be in the mood, but I just, at least with them, I thoroughly enjoy how, you know, first of all, some of it's harmonies, just listening to the way that they layer things on top of each other, or, or like the stereotypical little key changes, 100%, I'm totally here for it, uh, it really just creates a good vibe for me, and it's exactly what you were saying, it's like a nostalgia thing, like I've been listening to, what is it, I'm not gonna go one by one, but like the first three albums I was listening to in high school, and so every year it's kind of just like, my go-to from personal music anyway, because my parents never really... I mean, they played Christmas music when we were young, but it was never, like, anything stuck with me or anything was on my automatic list. And then as time went on, it's like... You know, what is it? This Red Album, the the, the fourth one... (laughs) Number four of six. The fourth one was came out when I was on carts, and I remember it was the holiday where I could... uh, Or what is it? The day it came out, it was... when you push carts at Costco, you can't have earbuds in or anything, but you could definitely, like, if you, it's cold enough to wear a hat, you can hide one. You, like, flip it upside down, cover your ear with the hat. So I listened to this, and that reminds me of then, of, like, you know, we were still in school, we were hanging out and whatever. So it just reminds me of a good time. And then, uh, yeah, for sure. Specifically, I think, like, album, whatever number this is, number four or five or whatever, this white one was 2020. So I'm like, you know, it was like peak pandemic, like, working early shifts, whatever. And it was just this, this genuine surprise of me being like, oh, another fucking Pentatonix album? Sure, bring it on. And it genuinely, to me, is their best one. So it's, it's, that's just something that stuck with me. Anyway, it's, it's the same concept of nostalgia, but in a different vein than yours. You know, you look for warm and fuzzy and vinyl and when you were younger and whatever. I look for, I guess, like the same feelings, but it was when I was more beginning my independence of like, oh, I'm going to make this. This is my decision. These are my songs and my choices. Uh, other than that, we got uh, Christmas Drag. I don't know how, but they found me. They put out an EP, I think, two or three years ago. And it's only three songs. But it's like, bro, you got Oh Noel. You know that one. You and I recorded the cover of that. Classic. Randomly sad as shit. Yeah. Uh, Christmas Drag. That was, a, that was a hard recording to do. Uh, yeah, and that's why people cannot listen to it because it was hard to record it didn't come out very well because you and i didn't know how to mic the piano as best as we wanted it to it was a a final project i put in that i still got an a on because homie didn't know what he was talking about but but that that's why like i'm sure i have it on my hard drive somewhere but you know we just we didn't record it well enough so it'll probably never see the light of day uh hey man you never know put it on the i mean no of course you know me every year i think about the same couple songs so i just I was thinking, maybe I'll do a cover of this one. So maybe I'll do a cover of this one. Or maybe I won't. Uh, for sure, for sure. 
Other than that, a couple little ones are uh, Panic at the Disco did a White Christmas cover. This is around like the Vices and Virtues era, so I have that. This shit came out like January of that year. Yeah. I remember that. Uh, Feels Like Christmas is a random Panic song that he didn't even put on streaming. He put it out. This is around like the, the winter after Doab came out. And he was just yeah. like, look, I put out this Christmas song. Click the link in the bio and you get the MP3. So, you know, it's, it's not anywhere. People either probably like have never heard of it or forgot it existed. I fucking love this song. Original Christmas song. I love it. Uh, I don't have it on here now, but you'll shoot your eye out. You know, Fall Out Boy, the, the cover that we put out last year that you, me, and Tyler worked on. Top tier. Yes. Uh, set it off has uh, This Christmas I'll Burn It to the Ground, the emo angry Christmas song. Complete 180 from every other song on this playlist, but again, top tier staple. And then the, the last one, I have to be in a certain mood for it, but it's uh, my Christmas EP with Breaking Down Reality that we put out in 2016. It's gonna be a movie night. We uh, classic. You know, it's classic, again. It's classic. not on streaming. I have the CD, so I burned you the CD should. a while ago. I'm sure yeah, we could. Tyler, if you could do that, uh, we could definitely do that. I just, I don't know if I want to pay for that. You'd also have to reach out to a couple people. Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't heard from Dawson in years. <laughs> oh my god, and then dude! I think Steven's doing his own stuff with a cover band right now. I'm sure they'd say yes. It's just that to me is. You know, that's one of those things, again, that I'm going to put on there and probably not listen to often, but it's nice to have on there. I was going to say, it's at least it has a home place, you know, in case you lose the CD. It's that, that specifically, that's the nostalgia thing. That's like, I remember recording that and like, uh, what is it? We practiced in Steven's basement because he had his drum kit set up. And then we recorded mainly in Tyler's house. I think a lot of it was, a. Uh, it's like key drums, I think. And then. It was mostly done in Tyler's little little ceiling bedroom of like a. He it was supposed to only be the two songs, right? Dude, this is this is my, one of my favorite stories to tell. He he did most of the recording in his bedroom, and I just kind of would show up every couple of days to do vocals, and we did a little bit of overdubs, and I think we were gonna do it's like deck the halls, jingle bells, and then we were either gonna leave it at the two or there was gonna be another third one, and Tyler and I like a couple days before we wanted to put it out, we're like. You know, Tyler's learning how to play the piano. Let's just do Silent Night. And mind you, it's not good. Uh, I didn't practice. My notes are not good in there. But it's a lot of fun. We all start somewhere. I just, uh, I remember, man. That was a lot of fun. And then walking around, like, the the week before the Christmas holiday break, we, uh, I think, we we sat there. First of all, we sat there with Tyler's, you know, it's it was older than that laptop you used to mix on. But it was, oh, it was yeah. one of those, like, HP 17-inch piece of crap, <laughs> big, hunky plastic, like, half-broken chassis my, kind of my thing. Man's on, my man's is on Cubase over there. Oh, That's my God. That's the most CPU-friendly. Yeah, it was, oh it was, it was bad, dude. Hell and no. then we, uh, I remember we went to, Tyler and I went to, went to Target and bought, I don't think you could even buy them at Target anymore, like, the stacks of the blank CDs in the cases. And we sat yeah. there, we were like, so we're going to spend 12 bucks on, like, 70 cds and we we sat there in his bedroom and burned 70 cds one by one and then uh wow uh i say our because she's my ex and your ex our ex alex had uh drawn up the the cover yeah yeah we printed them at the school we put them together at tyler's house and i think it was i think the goal was to print out or to burn 100 cds and it was like 14 of them didn't take and like the cd had crapped out so it went down to like we only had like a handful of copies. We kept some for ourselves. So, but then we actually went and sold it. It was like, oh, you know, you can just donate money to us, and we'll just we'll use it for equipment or something. And we made 
like a couple hundred bucks on selling CDs in the year 2017. That was wild. Wow. That's crazy. Which, you know, never happens. But, no, uh, never. And, and my, I mean, that was also still like a mixtape era. Yeah, dude. You know? And it's... Whether it was... Because whether it was online or in person, like, people were still kind of doing that shit. Yeah, dude. Because I, I... I mean, because iTunes still had somewhat of a relevancy, but really once, like, 20... You know, like, 2016, 2017 came about, Spotify was reaching a peak. Explosion of Spotify so, and, and music streaming. Yeah, I mean, it just was crazy. That's that's cool, man. Was I never a, knew that part, to be honest with you. I knew you made the CDs, but I never knew. Well, respectfully, I didn't know you actually made money off of it. No, we made a, we made a little <laughs> yeah. bit, and then I don't. Yeah. I mean, this it, it to me it was such a fond moment. I mean, like it's it's still related to Christmas and culture and whatever. It, it's just a fond moment to me, just because we were working on this, and it was like, what is? I think our plan was with this band to like practice music and like play a couple open mics. And then we got closer yeah. to the holidays. And you know, you know me. Every year I'm like, I want to do a Christmas cover or something. So they were like, yeah, let's just do one. And then it was, let's do a couple. Let's do a fucking EP. Let's print out this thing. And everything just looked real good for the future. And, you know, once, once the new year came, everything fell apart. But for that moment, making these Christmas CDs, that's some more nostalgia for me. And that's why that lives on my playlist. It's fucking fire, dude. Top Put them up. Put it up. Put it up. We'll, we'll, pull it, we'll link it in the bio. Put it up. Come on. I will. Dude, I'll, Come on. I will. Come on. I gotta talk to yeah, Tyler. Yeah, boy. <laughs> no, for sure. Oh, dude, that's awesome. Wow. Did I forget Jeez to record Louise. my screen or did it stop? Whew, that'd be funny. Uh, I don't um, know. Oh, well. Uh, uh, oh, well. Um, speaking of, um, I don't know. That kind of ties up the episode pretty good. I think I want to end it there. I think that's pretty good. That's fine with me, What do you say? Uh, culture, Christmas... <laughs> Christmas is something that, you know, you and I love and you and I are going to keep talking about it as the year goes on, you know. I think we've got like four or five the main episodes. love hate shit show relationship 100%. that is this holiday. There's so. a there's a handful of main episodes left until the uh it did record, so we're good. Uh, until the uh, the end of the year and I know say. that you and I are going to go from talking about Christmas to kind of doing like our year reviews and then get a little personal before a break. And I think yeah. talking about the music is just the perfect place to start. For sure. I think, well, I mean, obviously what we're passionate about, but also yeah. to, it, you know, there's so many more aspects to this that we probably didn't even get to right now. Nah. So we're definitely going to be hopping in every week. And, dude, we could talk Christmas you know, movies just pumping at some up point. the spirit. Oh, dude. Jingle oh, All the Way. Why? It's the that. best Christmas movie. Jingle. Have I seen? Who is that with? Arnold Schwarzenegger, dude. <gasps> Put that yes. cookie down. Oh, my God. No. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, God. But, um, yes, some major announcements. Um, be ready for 3.0. It's 3.0 coming. update is coming for the Anything Bowl. A nice uh, uh, hard soft relaunch. We don't want to give an exact date yet, no, no, but no. it's coming. I think whatever day it is that we come that. back in January, it's I call it a hard soft relaunch. It's a you know we had we came back after a couple years in August, and now it's over time we've been talking about like oh let's get the the old episodes on youtube let's get the new logo going let's get these things and it's it's piled up in a way that rather than just like tack on some stuff over time let's just like ride out the year doing what we're doing and then hit it hard in the new year so there's a lot coming next year i think we'll for show sure. we'll just kind of allude to it for now and i think the last episode that we post for the year will we'll give you guys the listing and everything but it's think of uh, the anything bull as a brand Bada boom. Bada boom. Uh, check out the last couple Media episodes. Uh, what is it? Last week. 
or the week before, actually, we talked the Grammy nominations. We re-ranked Eminem's full discography. A whole Got lot a of fun. copyright strike on that, by the way. Did we really? Fuck you, YouTube. Uh, well, no, just on the short. We didn't get it on the YouTube video. We're fine. Well, that's probably because you were We're playing the music in the background. (coughs) What is music that they offer? (laughs) (laughs) It's not like music that I added. That's the shit that comes with the shorts. I'm like, what the fuck? I put the Amityville Why are you going to give me the option and then yell at me? That's what I'm saying. Stupid. But I love YouTube, but please fix that. YouTube's fine. Um, Uh, Just check out the last couple apps. Uh, Matt, where can people follow us? Eh, good follow us at anything bull pod on Instagram. Check out the links in the descriptions wherever you're watching or listening. And you can find us on Apple, Podcast, Spotify, and YouTube. We have a YouTube actually. Yes, I don't we know do. If you knew that. We do videos. I edit them. Uh, we do visuals. We're doing clips. We're doing shorts. We're doing the bada bing. We're doing the bada boom. Go exactly. check that out if you want to see our beautiful exactly. faces. If you don't so want to see my face, that's fine. You know, oh, also remember, uh, we're going to be extending the schedule just a little bit. Monday, Tuesdays for main episodes because, you know, we're kind of uh, fucky with we, schedules. Yeah, and, yeah, you know, when you're older, and you have a full-time job. Exactly. Uh, main <laughs> episodes for the news and to be entertained. Yeah. Uh, snack times on Fridays. Uh, just a little earworms for you on your commute to work. Just make sure to check those out. Little 15, 20, 25 minute short pops. That's it. You know, that's all. It's, it's, it's a snack. It's a snack. Um, any major uh, plugs that, that you want to add, Miguel? Uh, no, man. I think I'm good. Just uh, excited for the holidays, dude. Positive vibes going into so December. Too. The only plug I have is Channel Zero. That's all I'm saying. But it's gonna be channel this zero. Boy. That's all I'm gonna. I'm be excited. Saying. I gotta leak it, man. You know, I'm, I'm my Does own professional Does it count as a leak if you're just talking about it? I mean, if I'm not allowed to talk about it. Uh, <laughs> nah, I'm kidding. Okay. I'm kidding. I'm kind of allowed to not really. <laughs> Please don't thing. tell nobody. Right. Don't tell nobody. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. everybody. Goodbye. Good night.